Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi there. This is Matt Erdill of the Comedy Album Book Club. Back in May of 2019, I went to a recording of two comedy albums at the Ossington in Toronto. They were Karen O'Keefe's Surprise Eyebrows and Martha O'Neill's Fine Big Girl. Martha has been a guest on several occasions, uh, including our Robin Williams episode, and this was Karen's first time joining us on the show. They graciously agreed to sit down with me and discuss the process of recording an album, comedy, their favorite albums, and a whole lot more. Karen, born in the Northwest Territories, began her career in Calgary. She's appeared on television and radio, performing at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, in the CBC's Debaters, and writing for This Hour has 22 minutes. Martha is a Toronto native with a sketch and improv background and 12 years of stand-up. She has performed in both sides of the Atlantic and appeared in No Kidding, The Mom Show, Come Dine With Me, as well as contributing to the CBC, BBC World Services, and more. She once helped producing a fishing show. It's amazing the things that she's done. I am truly grateful to both Karen and Martha for joining us on the episode. If you enjoyed this conversation, you can catch Karen at Yuck Yucks in Edmonton on March 20th and 21st. Um, Otherwise, you can find their albums online at any regular digital distributor. Uh, You can also buy it directly. uh, You can buy Karen's album directly from her at KarenOkeefe.net, K-A-R-E-N-O-K-E-E-F-E.net. But please sit back and enjoy this conversation on the Comedy Album Book Club. joining me today uh, still getting used to being the only host of the show um yeah so uh, today uh we're gonna be talking about your album's surprised eyebrows and big fine girl fine, fine big, big girl, girl. Fine, That's big girl. Okay. fine big girl That's okay. yeah um yeah so i guess let's start because we often talk about favorite albums martha you've been on the show yes i before. have uh, and your favorite album was Reality What a Concept yes, still by that. Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, to remind listeners, uh, why? What, what about that album made it your favorite? Well, that album was what 
basically got me into comedy. Mm -hmm. I mean, to simplify it, I when I was uh, young, I was big Mork and Mindy fan, I know, but I loved Mork and Mindy. I loved Mork. I had Mork mm -hmm. posters. I had the whole thing. And so when this album came out, um, I thought it was, my and my parents thought it would just be like Mork, you yeah. know, um, not understanding. So I was quite young and they bought me the album for Christmas. And we, those are the days we had one stereo in the living room and, and we all put it on and oh man, what a dirty <laughs> ride that was. And my parents just didn't know what to do. I mean, this is Mork just making these words and, and, and I've never heard this kind of conversation or mm. this kind of uh, topics and and we had this sort of standoff but it was undeniably hilarious and and something about it I just played I played that album just on and on and on and um, something kind of clicked in it and I realized that he wasn't just a funny actor he was a very he was a comedian mm -hmm. and then that sort of started and of course I'd already liked Carol Burnett and and um, you know I loved Mary Tyler Moore but the form in which he did it kind mm -hmm. of did something to me I don't know and so I've, I've just held that album and I've always been a huge fan and I missed the day at Spirits when he was in Toronto oh, no. I was still doing improv in those days and I was just starting to dabble in stand-up and word went around town that he'd been at Spirits and I was like oh of course <laughs> of course anyways but no yeah that's that was it it was a I started with Mork and ended with comedy yeah, mm. no. so I think he's a lot of people's gateway mm -hmm. drug. Gateway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The silliness, you know, yeah. that, that release, it was amazing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I grew up watching Mork and Mindy mm -hmm. as well, and it's like he was one of like those early sort of like my first albums were like Bill Cosby stuff and, and that sort of like more dry, old-fashioned, yeah. but then I was like, oh, there's life to this when yeah. I sort of heard his work. Well, I'd heard, good. like, uh, my friend's father had a couple, like, he had Bill Cosby and and, and Bob Newhart and all mm -hmm. those guys. But you're a kid. That doesn't ring true to you yeah. the way silliness does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. It just is inviting. Yeah. And yeah. same with Steve Martin, that silliness, yeah. you know? Um, and then you just grow and find your own voice. But, yeah. Excellent. And... Karen, you you're, you mentioned Werewolves and Lollipops by Patton Oswalt, mm -hmm. which is another one of my actually my favorite oh, cool. albums mm -hmm. as well. Um, and they get the fold out, and it's got a game inside, like the actual big album. Uh, oh, like, okay, yeah, no, I have the I had the CD. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bananas. Oh, <laughs> it's wow, like, it's you like, missed some bonus material. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what about that? Made that your hmm. your favorite? Well, I really liked it. Yeah, it's one that just kind of popped into my mind. Uh, I'd been doing comedy at the time. Uh, I think it was less than two years into it, so I was already discovering what stand-up was and yeah I remember just listening to it like I think on our on the way to a gig as we would some comics I guess don't do that but uh, I remember uh, turning on another comic to it he's like I've never heard of this guy he's now my idol yeah. um, what something about it which is I love how I think every I didn't feel there's any duds on that on that uh, album just uh, all of it just struck me as really funny in some way and uh, that was and I realized I guess I'd heard him here and there before I guess maybe it was the mm -hmm. fir first full-length uh, Patton Oswalt album I'd heard uh, it wasn't his first though. Um, just the, and it, yeah, I, I, and I, yeah, I've heard other albums of it since. I just thought that was just struck me as the funniest. Uh, how into detail he goes into things that yeah. nobody would give a shit about, and, I get, and people have said that I, I tend to do that too. I recognize that in myself. It's like move on, stop dwelling on this stupid movie that, that you're talking about for ten minutes. Yeah, so that's the thing I love about his work is mm -hmm. like is that minutia. He like yeah, yeah. he finds out like the really fine grains that mm -hmm. most people would ignore, and mm -hmm. like just really drills down to it, and it's like it's joyous. Like mm -hmm. that that's something that both Robin and Patton kind of bring, and very in a different way but it's it's just joy 
mm-hmm. that, yeah. that they they bring to the table there uh yeah so it's just, it's it's i love both of their their work for different but similar reasons in that way so yeah, yeah cool. so they're very, i feel that like those two comics are very different from each other too um, yeah yeah like nothing yeah. it's yeah. where Patton's probably very well uh written very written ahead of time and Robin was more spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, with Robin, it's total, like, it almost feels like total riff comedy at times. And Patton, yeah, he's like, plans everything out. Like, the references upon references mm-hmm. no, yeah, upon just, references. Yeah, I just like, like how nerdy he is. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's how we all relate to him. Like, that's what, what a lot of us like about stand up anyway. They're all, they've all, they've all been outcasts. <laughs> like, yes. this yeah. is their one yeah. thing they discovered. Like, now this is, now you can listen to me. And I think with Robin, the reason um, he resonated with me, that's possibly the reason I went into improv first, because I did mm-hmm. improv and sketch for off and on for 12 years before I started stand up. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I love that freedom, but I could never. You have to, you can't, not, not many people can do what he did. Oh, no. I no. need to write. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I think there's a, there's a, again, for both of them, there's a peculiar nature to both of them. Like with Robin, his, his almost like eidetic memory and mm-hmm. being able to like have these immense worlds he built. Like I read his bi- biography that was written and they talked about how he had these 10 soldiers and everyone had a different backstory mm-hmm. and like he, yeah. it was all in his head, this entire world. Yeah. He's and, kind of a lonely child, I guess. Yeah. 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 And with, with Patton, it's, it's the world of fi- cinema. Like oh, yes. his yeah. his love of film and movie and this is his encyclopedic knowledge of mm-hmm. all of this stuff. So it's it's like a similar it's a similar manifestation just in different directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feeds their comedy in a way that 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 sort of appeals, I don't know, me and I'm sure to both of you and that yeah. that sort of like love. There's just love. You can feel the love. The, you can really and those are my yeah. favorite comics overall. You just feel that they love what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I didn't. I'd say I didn't know your choice before coming in here. It's interesting. We both picked male comics. I don't know. Sometimes people well, would expect like you're a female comic. You should uh, <sighs> name your favorite female comic. Like, well, shouldn't it just be favorite comic? I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because um, back in when I was sort of uh, being influenced. I mean, I, there weren't that many women right, comics putting true. albums out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. I guess that would be the right thing to do, Kara. But well, uh, <laughs> I know it's like being like, yeah, I suppose, but I yeah. didn't, didn't want to make. I'm it inspired a by thing. a lot of women. I'm mm-hmm. inspired by a lot of women, but uh, my, you know, just just going back to that first album that I loved, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, do do you find that you, like Robin or Patton inspired or sh- helped shape your voice as it evolved? Oh. Um, I think he only in the sense that I I try to remember the joy, mm-hmm. and. Sometimes it's easy to forget. You get bogged down with um, your set or the show as a whole or the audience, a heckler in the audience. And sometimes if you just you have to stop and remind yourself that this is about joy and about fun. Mm-hmm. And that's and I and I do that. And even uh, this weekend I did I did a show and I had to stop for a few moments ago. And you know what? This, don't worry about those guys chatting at the back of the room. Let's just have fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that's the biggest way he's influenced me. Not not my style of writing, not my style of performance, but but just remembering that fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't uh, do a lot of uh, patentisms. I guess in my act, I, but I do love. I do. I've always heard in comedy they said specificity is uh, is key, and he is very specific. And I realize I, it's just things I, I realize I should be doing more of. Like I should go wait. Like that bit just kind of glossed over the things. Like it was only thirty seconds long or forty five seconds. Like you, mm-hmm. I could probably go way more into it, and I don't. <laughs> but I, I think, I think, I think it's that's nervousness on my part at least mm-hmm. about because I'm, I'm the same as you, care. I have I have. Um, a lot of things like why don't I 
you know, this joke could be a 15 minute yeah, it bit. Could, yeah, it could go further. If I, if I, but I, it's that fear and no one's going to want to, there's a certain amount of fear still after all these years that I, mm-hmm. I, they don't, they're not going to trust me to do that. They're not going to go with me on that journey. But as we've seen by all of our favorite comics, they go on that journey and we go with them, you know, so I don't know why that fear stops me, but it does. Uh, um, now, how did you both meet? How did we meet? Mm. Oh, uh, I, I, I remember. Facebook memories popped up recently. We yeah. first became friends in 2009, but I'd, I'd heard of you before. Yeah, well, was, uh, we was, have a mutual... We lived in uh, different parts of the country. Yeah, first. we had a mutual very good friend, uh, Lori Gibbs, and she kind of um, matchmaker, match, matchmaker, kind of? <laughs> I, I, was, I was living in Calgary, um, so yeah, we met in 2009, so I was living in Calgary then, and I came out to Toronto for my first, uh, I guess, little tour. I, I had like four weekends in a row, and I was subletting and stuff and so i'm sure i went out to hit hit, hit spirits and everything we might have met at eaton house it was, eaton one house. Of the it was definitely things. eaton house because yeah. laurie said my friend karen's in hell make sure you uh say hi to her and, and do give her a hug for me or and, I think and, said, uh, and to warn me that you were giving me a hug yeah because... and to warn me if you're gonna <laughs> hug her and so i went to we went to eaton house or we happened to meet at eaton house and I said, I'm going to hug you. And she's not, she's like, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I appreciate that. I've had, I've had a male come, come up to me and just hug me too, just on end. Like, yeah. it, I, I really hated it because he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in Calgary too. They told me to come up and hug you because you'd hate it. I'm like, girl, like I could knee you in the nuts right now. Like, yeah, I know he's yeah. a man I don't know, but like, no, you introduced yourself. You said, I'm yeah. warning you. I'm approaching you for a hug. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Lori Incoming. You. So yeah. now we have a running joke kind of Incoming. Um, <laughs> And we just, it was a couple of years before we started, you know, hanging out more regularly because she was still out West. What year mm-hmm. did you move here? Uh, 2011. So 11, like, okay, yeah, yeah. A couple of years later. Yeah, and then we just kind of hit it off and what we... And then, re- oh, yeah, and you threw me like a welcome to Toronto party. That yeah. It was so wonderful. Like, yeah. I was at your house. I didn't know you that well and you were inviting... Also, it was... I guess he was kind of like inviting kids to a birthday party. Like, I, I didn't know a lot of people here. <laughs> You're like, who would be a friend of Karen? I don't know. You should all come over here. I don't know why I have <laughs> yeah. that in me, but oh, I do. So nice. yeah. And then I started running um, weekends at my cottage. Was that about 11 or 12? I, maybe uh, it was... The first one was before I got here. I oh, guess. so 10. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I called it Festivage mm-hmm. oh. and it's my father's cottage, not my cottage, but, uh, I would do a three, like Monday to Wednesday. Um, if you were a female comic, a comedian, mm-hmm. if you were improv sketch, I didn't care, stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you, if you were a woman and you identified as a woman, come to my cottage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the first year was, it was great fun. And every year I did it four or five times. And, um, it was it was a great way to just sort of especially meet people because I don't work for Yuck Yucks, mm-hmm. I'm an independent comic, just to hang out because you know a lot of the times you become friends with comics because of the car, the road, right. the journey, you know, and I didn't have that with a lot of these other women in the community, and uh, it was and my dad's cottage is an hour away, so some people come up for the day, mm-hmm. and uh, so Karen kind of became a regular at that. We got to know it really well, mm-hmm. and then we started the festival, uh, Shootout yeah. Festival. And that threw us together a oh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's so weird. We were just saying that we're meeting to get today after maybe two months, eight yeah. weeks, something like that. Like this is and normally this time we year. have not seen each other. And normally this time <gasps> oh, of year yeah. too. Well, yeah, usually this is festival planning time of year. And yeah. a year ago it was getting ready to record our album time yes. of year. So it's like weird how it's like our, our bodies are used to this whole like, <laughs> this this rhythm. Plan, this is a planning time of year. Yeah. Uh, so what inspired you both to record an album? Um, um, I think it was just so many years of not doing it and watching younger comics, and I say younger meaning not necessarily younger in age, but younger in career, mm-hmm. having the, the balls to do it. And, and I'm like, well, why wouldn't I? I've been doing this 14 years. Why would I not do this? And um, But it's that fear of like, who wants my album? I'm mm-hmm. just me. Nobody wants. But, but I thought, you know what? F it. I'm going to do it. 
and and so Karen and I decided yeah like, and you you inspired me to do it first because I wasn't it wasn't my I had no plans to do an album and you're like you know why why not us I'm like uh, I don't know because the same thing exactly yeah. the same thing you said uh, who am I I'm mm. not a headliner I'm nobody I don't know I'm not a draw I don't, know. But I don't you, have a full hour I don't think I still do but um. as you know like to the JFL conversation the uh, Sirius XM JFL yeah. conversation was happening and we were planning to do our album before all that yes. blew up and then where then we found out that our albums probably wouldn't be aired on Sirius XM. And After even, all, we'd uh, I think that whole JFL thing that lasted like five days was a quite intense yes, five days. So we know. had booked the venue, and then I think the next, and then we were like, and you're like, the timing was very weird. And I was like, well, maybe we should just go ahead and do it anyway. But then I'm like, yeah, oh, maybe you're right. Let's let's wait till a better time to do it. And then the next day, the decision got reversed. So I had to kind so of go like, calling back to the venue, like, hey, you remember us? Remember I said, uh, it turns out, uh, yeah, we'd like that date again if it's free. And he's yeah. like, yeah, cool. For, for yeah, no, he's we're, great. We're, we're At back. the Ossington, they're fantastic. We had a little moment of crisis, a little faith crisis there, but uh, we're back. Yeah, because uh, the reason is the, the to make any money off your album, you have to get play, airplay yeah. on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. And Ben's been uh, quite generous. Mm-hmm. Ben Miner has been quite generous, giving us uh, a bit of airtime for our albums. And, and uh, for comics, unfortunately, in Canada, that's you got to really think that way. Yeah, you know, it's not a vanity project. Well, it's a little yeah. bit of a vanity project. Yeah, I, I had a part of my reasons where I thought a bit of a way to preserve some of my jokes. I'm like, I was, I'd been doing them like 13 years by then. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm tired of this. I'm sick of this joke. I keep doing it. Like, just put it out there, preserve it in the archives of, of history, whatever. And also, like, what if I'm not always a comedian? You know, years later, someone's like, hey, did you hear? Like, Aunt Karen used to be a comic. Yeah, check this out. This <laughs> yeah. is her swearing and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I kind of wanted just a record and just to be able to, like, move on from this stuff. It's True. Like, some of my jokes are so old. Oh, I know. I <laughs> oh, swore yeah. I would never do, yeah, I was going to yeah. put them to bed. But then this weekend I was pulling some of them oh, out yeah. again because. But yeah, it was nice do? to kind of be able to clear the slate a little bit. Like, all right, I, I haven't, and I wasn't a very active comic at the time when I recorded. It. It's like I haven't really been on stage very much. This is a good way to. It's because I'm not doing comedy. It's a perfect time to record an album. Like case, clo- like chapter close. That is it. That's these are the jokes I used to do. And then it, it will kind of have to force me to write new stuff, I guess, if yeah. I want to come out. And yeah. And we did mm. our, our album recording together. Yes. Mm. Yeah. With um, you. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, not. <laughs> you didn't record it for us. But uh, yeah, I think I guess that's the first time I would have met you. Yeah. And yeah, we as, I as don't me. think we did meet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I heard hello. you were in the audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were in the audience. Yeah. Um, the re- and the reason we did that uh, was because we, uh, through SheDot Festival, had our little SheDot productions. And mm. we recorded, uh, arranged through Ben Miner, again, at mm. SiriusXM, had arranged to record Didn't other women's yeah, albums. Yeah, we made, put on oh, about wow. four of them. We four. had put on a, a recording show for others. We're like, hey, and we yeah. set it all up for them. Like, uh, you can, uh, I think we paid the headliner too. The we, paid the headline, we paid the headline. We paid the person who was recording and the support the acts. acts. We rented yeah. the room. We arranged for SiriusXM to come down who mm-hmm. did it uh, very generously as part of their sponsorship package. And then we just arranged for that. We had, like, we had nothing else. We didn't, like... Hmm do anything with the album we just yeah made. we set up a space for them like hey take yeah. the take the record and then take the masters do with do with them what you want and, yeah uh, yeah so we thought well heck if we did it for all these other people why don't we do it for ourselves yeah. and uh, but we both uh, we did a co-headline the show which i just think helped for bravery yeah and I, I know I, for, I personally didn't think i could fill a whole yeah like sometimes yeah. you know you have the headliner goes on for 45 minutes or an hour and they have supporting acts so like we will be equal supporting acts we'll yeah take turns so, opening for each other yeah. just i think together we can fill a show yeah we can fill the room yeah and, fill and we time. did 35 each in two shows so we had 70 but not it's different. Well, it wasn't necessarily yeah. 70 but um it, it worked out well for us and with the support system and we had decent sized audiences for a wednesday Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think it was March twentieth. We did it, so it was a Almost interesting a time ago. of year. It was, yeah, it was kind of a 
slow time. It was, uh, I think it was a lot of my serving coworkers came out cause they're free on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if we did it on a weekend, we'd be, <laughs> we'd have a little more trouble. Uh, and yeah, and it was a really slow time of year in all of my part-time jobs. So it's like, yeah, yeah. what else are you going to do? You got nothing else going on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on out and support us. It yeah. was definitely a great energy. Mm-hmm. Like I was there for the first, you were there for the first show, first right? Show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was just, it was a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. And it was wonderful like, having set this show up ourselves. Like we didn't have any, I think, random walk off the street traffic. And it was kind of nice knowing, you know, because the nerves of recording an album, like everybody in this room is either a friend of Martha's or mine. Yeah. They all want us to succeed. And I learned like if I mess up, it's okay to admit it. Go back, start over again. Everyone's yeah. going to pretend to laugh again. And, yeah. yeah. And it's nice. It's not like, say, you're recording maybe at a club and it's just like, oh, man, you're going to have to. I think is it on Patton? Is it that? Uh, I'm thinking Patton Oswalt has a heckler on one of his albums. I think it's yeah, it might be that one, the Werewolves and Lollipops. Yeah. And he's like, "Screw it, I'll just keep it in." This guy ruined my joke, but the the riffing with the heckler was was the funny part. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you guys had a um, an opener who was terrific. Oh yeah, was, uh, Shirley, Shirley Whalen. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. She was from the. You met her through She Dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember if I met her through SheDot or before. She came to Festivage at my cottage. Mm -hmm. Um, And just an all-around, like we had a lot of women that we could have asked, but also uh, finding somebody who um, kind of felt like our the tone of our comedy mm-hmm. as well and uh she's just super talented she came up from montreal for it yeah yeah she used to live here in toronto and then had moved to montreal like oh crap she's not gonna want to come back for this is mm-hmm. she and she's like yeah no she took a bus day like in and out like she had like left on the midnight bus after the show so we're like, oh my gosh we better not go long then hopefully yeah no, Shirley's, Shirley's <laughs> yeah. fantastic oh yeah she was just amazing just warming up with the crowd like you know just getting them up to fever pitch and then we uh and then take it then hands it over to us we yeah take it from there i don't know if i'd recommend in future uh a comic producing their like producing their own show because that yeah. was a little hairy because i yeah. wish i'd spent more time on my actual material than on producing the show yeah <laughs> because that took a lot of our uh, focus yeah. yeah but it also just realized put in our, our stakes it's like i was like on one hand i was like man it must be nice to like if you go with a label then they take care of all the logistics for you but mm-hmm. also the label's not gonna f- maybe not fight as hard for you as we are for mm-hmm. ourselves like nobody True. cares as much as we do that this album goes well that this album that we have enough people in the room so yeah. it's yeah. Uh, have you heard about the latest jfl controversy yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm a bit confused by all that yeah. uh, so um, they're starting their own record label mm-hmm. they'll own the masters which never happens so right. they'll own your material mm-hmm. in perpetuity okay and they'll produce it mm-hmm. and they'll set up the recording and everything they'll set up the like, recording yeah. but basically they're also they're the content creator and the content carrier mm-hmm. because they're producing the serious right stuff yeah. so the concern is they're going to just start pumping their own material right, through yeah. the system and push out. Well, I saw a, a note they wrote. I mean, to be honest, I really haven't been on top of this mm. when I was away, but um, they're saying that you will get your royalties and, and things, so there must be some sort of way that it gets yeah. paid out. Like they still, I mean, the label still gets like half of it or something. I don't know. Like the yeah, pr- yeah. comic will get their comic royalties for sure. But right. It's, like, it's like a double, double dip situation yeah. where they'll get it they'll get money from the advertising on Sirius and then they'll get money from their recording they're paying themselves yeah. and it's like it's I'm trying to think what would the equivalent be like say a local radio station like I don't know Chum FM or whatever and it's like we're starting our own Chum label featuring only Chum artists and like yeah. oh, oddly those people are going to get way more airplay than uh, yeah that's some the other fear artists. I yeah. think that's yeah. the fear yeah 
And uh, that's our. Uh, and, and okay, that recording thing was weird. It happened, I guess, uh, they did the first of their many recordings last week. Mm-hmm. And I got an email from it because I'm a JFL42 subscriber. You know, yeah. just I'm on the email list. I was like, hey, come on out to my, like, tomorrow, you know, Tuesday night, we're at the Rivoli. Like, oh, interesting. And then I went and, like, could not find any information for it. Like, it said it was sold out. And then there was no, nothing about it on Facebook, nothing on the Rivoli yeah, or the see JFL. Who the lineup website. Was. Like, why is this a weird secret show? Like, who, because yeah. of course, I'm like, who's on this? And, I only know one person who self-identifies. Like, yes. I'm doing that Rivoli tonight. Me, but it's I like, saw who that else too. Is, uh, who's jumped on? Who's on board? Yeah, everyone's a little bit afraid so I'm to like, say. I'm like, why are we all? And they're not allowed to. Like, yeah, are they not it, proud of what they're doing? <laughs> well, it's also the the stuff they'll get on Facebook and you know that yeah, group. That's what I'm thinking. They, yeah, like they're doing this show kind of a little undercover. It's yeah. a real no-win situation, I think, for especially in like in the Canadian comedy yeah. community. It's, We're a small community. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you need to support yourself what do you do <laughs> like you, you, you can't win so yeah either way oh 100 yeah. percent. so yeah i am um, i'm not sure i don't know enough about that but uh yeah uh, yeah i don't what can we do we have so little power that's the problem yeah. is that feeling yeah. of powerlessness you know yeah. just got to do what you that's one thing i've learned after all these years you just got to put your head down and, and do your own thing what was your processes for getting ready for recording this album mm. um just going through my jokes and just trying to put them in the right order and (laughs) (laughs) you know it becomes like a muscle memory when you've been doing this a long time Mm -hmm. your your jokes and um so i was just trying to find the best order and the best Mm -hmm. but it's hard to get in the headspace um i'm more of a plan your set as much as you can yeah but sometimes things go wrong too right so sort of be ready to change and um and then just the adrenaline takes care of the rest for me uh, yeah, so, like I felt very unprepared. I was just kind of, I just kept putting it off, putting it off. I'm like, well, whatever. I know, I know my material. I've just, I'm not trying anything new. I just, I've done this stuff forever. Mm-hmm. However, I do wish I just, <laughs> I could have at least just been in my home and, and said it start to finish out loud would have been very helpful. Um, because I'm so mad. Like we did two recordings that night. So it's mm-hmm. great. You know, you take the best of, you know, A and B. There's two jokes on my album that I told wrong both times, early show and late show. <laughs> They're missing like a couple lines from them. I'm like, oh, God, now, of course, now it's preserved in the archives of history. Like, I can't go back and like redo that track. I'm like, like there's one joke I even forgot like uh, the punchline to it. Like, I just oh. sort of stopped talking about it and then moved on to something else. And I know no one else in the world is going to care about it. But it's like, yeah, they need to know that. Like, oh, that joke. like, how did I? Because I hadn't said it in a while. I hadn't been practicing. And mm-hmm. there's not much you could do to practice live, I guess, for an album. You can sign up for an open mic and then you do what, like a five minute set like when we're instead yeah. of a 35 minute set like yeah. there's not too many places you can practice uh, yeah i really I, wish i'd been a little more prepared but things to keep in mind for next album <laughs> one thing i would do differently because it was just an audio recording we brought set lists up oh yeah I, yeah there were jokes i really wanted to make sure i i added right i had so i brought the set list up and put it on the stool but my vanity wouldn't let me wear my reading glasses because I'm a chump. <laughs> For the audio recording. <laughs> and uh, so it was there on the stool, but I couldn't read it. I, I, it was it actually made me more mad at myself. And sure enough, I missed a couple of things I wanted to get on the album. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we were talking about our post, you know, editing process and stuff. And you're just saying, you're like, oh, if I didn't do some of these jokes, I'm like, I think it's, that's that's good. You did At least you didn't do 80% of a joke like I did. <laughs> like, have a half-finished joke on the album. You can save that for your next album. <laughs> do it properly. Well, one thing that was terrific about doing it this way with Karen and I together, and, and she, she helped me so much because she was faster than me. Like she, because mm-hmm. uh, Paul Paddock, uh, Paduch, Paduch, um, was our engineer and he also mm-hmm. edited fantastic guy mm-hmm. and um 
So Karen just got her act together better than me. I guess I had a lot of free time. I don't know. <laughs> just, I, I and I, had, I also had a bit of fear of, you know, like... Uh, the, I think that. we both definitely sat on the whole, like, you know, you sit on it for about a week. because like, who wants to listen to the sound of your own voice? So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> and that fear didn't work you, out yeah. well and, and all yeah. that stuff. So Karen was a couple of months ahead of me in the mm-hmm. uh, doing the paper edit and back and forth with Paul. And by the time um, I got around to it, he was in the middle of some other stuff. Okay. And so my process was drawn out. But because of that, Karen had gone through the, the ring of fire before me. So she's like, oh, this is what I did for this. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's like when you get to this step in the process, this is what I found. And like, this is how long this tends to take and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, learn from my trial and error. Yes, yeah, like, so I was great. Grateful for like, that. I went ahead and did this, which probably wasn't worth it or things like that. Because yeah. so those who for those who aren't familiar, what's involved in the post? so much. Yeah, okay. And there's so much to learn when you're self-producing. So they gave us. OK, so we recorded two shows. Um, yeah. So we, we have, you know, like set one, set two. So we listened to a little bit of each. And I realized I did my set in different orders for both of them so it's a lot of fast forwarding and rewinding and uh, you just need to tell the sound in and you're like uh, all right track track two start at this the, you, you tell them the time code and then uh, stop here you know that kind of thing but well i had know. a lot of can you please take that um out oh and, yeah and uh, like, excessive f word out and like he was like i'm gonna try martha but i said you yeah. know and I have like, I, I started, yeah, I had a lot of stammering, but then I was like, hey, take this out. I was probably getting a little too specific where I, ideally it's start here, stop here. But I'm like, okay, take the first four words from set one and keep putting it in set two. And I'm like, you can totally feel free to charge me more for that. Cause I, I like, uh, but then I was like, if I take out all the stammering, it won't sound like me anymore. I, that is just yeah. me. I, that is how I talk and uh, just deal with it. Like, well, I think the- I was really nervous on the night too. Cause I did, I, and it wasn't until I heard it back, my mouth was really dry. Mm-hmm. So I'm all those like, sounds and i'm like so maybe we can work on those dry mouth <laughs> clicking sounds yeah. sound like a maniac did and did you think in the final it i think it, he it managed to, okay. to, yeah. to help me a lot yeah and i think it was great at making the audience and of course like the audience at uh, the two shows i found had different energy so it's like oh wait can you sound make the late show sound like the earlier show did you? Yeah. or things like that so yeah. I, he was able to do it so we didn't say he didn't sweeten the laughter like there was laughs just i don't know you know like it all sounds like it was done at the same show at yeah least. well and that's that's the thing that i've I couldn't tell it was a different show. Yeah. Because most of my stuff came from the second show. Yeah, yeah. me too. And yeah, so you got the first show. That was the dress rehearsal. Like, I got my shit together for the second yeah. show. <laughs> but the, um, so then after you, um, you get the final, final, and that takes mm-hmm. some time of listening and, you know, uh, Paul going back and doing the work, and it's hard work for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you got your master. Ah, what do you do now? Mm-hmm. It's in, and everything for me, especially, was a learning, like, oh, now I got to learn. Like, I'm a comic. I got to learn how to, um, distribute how to put an album out like cause it just mm-hmm. sounds like put an album out mm-hmm. but Karen did most of the legwork if I'm being <laughs> well, honest just sort of by going first I did like figure it out which distributor you need um, so we both ended up going with DistroKid and it, it's as simple as just a, uh, give them all your tracks upload a button give them the album artwork and they're like ta-da you're, and then after a few days it's like your stuff is now on the Apple store your stuff is now on Spotify and... except uh, one big problem <laughs> Uh, distro kid get your act together Karen yeah. O'Keefe Martha O'Neill okay. we both have the apostrophe capitalized so you know mm-hmm. and uh, they don't have an algorithm for that they, and, they do I found uh, it later much later after the it's fact not it's, somewhere, clear. it's not easy to find but it's yeah I was like Karen you know like lower like O'Keefe with a small like a lowercase k yeah anyway like a lowercase, lowercase n, n and O'Neill. I fought that for cause I didn't want to advertise it to people with my name spelled because to me it's it incorrectly funny. spelled like at least a yeah. small k looks a lot like a big k so it, it annoyed me but it was like I, like it, it took a while like it took a few weeks and like of corrections yeah. and fixing and stuff but yeah with a, a small n looks way big different than a capital it just n. it, it annoyed me odd. this is my ta-da moment yeah, and my like, name yeah. is spelled wrong on all the services <laughs> so i'm correct now on but it took a lot of doing 
Um, but I'm still wrong on Napster, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> yeah. still. I didn't even know it existed. Still. But like we got the main, I just wanted the main ones, you know, Spotify, uh, iTunes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and also we, um, just gave Ben a copy of our albums. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we almost at, had two uh, things. Yeah. There's the ones that go out to all the stores, but then to get on Sirius XM and I foolishly didn't realize that was a separate thing. I was like, all right, it's out there. It's on iTunes. So now what does satellite radio start playing? It, or what <laughs> How does this work? I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. No, we have to send. Yeah, send by and Ben Miner uh, your finished tracks and everything, and then uh, yeah. you and then uh, a ton, <laughs> there's like a hundred other comedians also send Poor him guy. stuff. So you got yeah. yeah, he's just one guy. So we yeah, uh, eventually he'll get through it and he'll figure out and he uh, end up playing. Uh, he's playing six, yeah, six of my tracks. Are I've got four only, but I have a lot of swearsies in mine. Yeah. Um, and I realized, oh, yeah, that was a learning thing too, figuring out what wouldn't play. Like I knew anything shorter than a minute won't play. And I had a, you know, a few of my jokes were like 54 seconds long and like, fine, I know that won't work. I get it. And then there's, I can't just squish these two jokes together that have. I did that. I squished, <laughs> yeah. I squished two jokes together. <laughs> yeah. So I knew a few of mine wouldn't qualify anyway. And of course, anything with a, an, a visual which mm. I didn't realize I didn't have a, didn't have a lot of um, act outs and stuff in mind, but like, no, I guess there's a few. Cause so there's, there's a few. Like the wonder, like, the, the yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. That didn't get in. And I was, and I was trying to describe like to the home listener, this is what I'm doing with my hands. But, yeah. um, and, and also any callbacks, which I am, I have a lot of them and I realize it won't work if you have a, a joke and if you have other jokes that refer back to your first joke, if it's out of context, it doesn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. So I know that kind of, that screwed me a little bit too. It made it less player friendly. So Yeah. And also like I have a few uh, local references in one mm-hmm. of my, one of my talk, I talk right. about Doug Ford, one of mine, and which also is not timeless. I get that, but I, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but he doesn't want to play that for all of Canada. You yeah. know, it's so, and I've been told that in the past, but you got to make your own decisions based on how the album you want, and, not and I mean, just for. That $5, that's folding money yeah. joke yeah. is brilliant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Because yeah. I could do, I could, the like imagery of yeah for just, just looking, looking the money mo- looking money <laughs> yeah i um yeah i get that audience sometimes they're going oh but i don't care i love that joke <laughs> um now you mentioned bringing out some of these jokes uh in your recent performance do you though do you consider it largely burnt now like you like you yeah. mentioned putting it behind you and yeah. moving forward with new I stuff i would like that to be the case but i just haven't written enough mm-hmm. uh to replace it yet mm-hmm. but nice i was trying some new yeah. stuff out lately it's nice that there's no rules everyone's like oh so you're not allowed to do that anymore like oh i can do whatever i want i, I suppose like there's no comedy uh, you know a board telling me i can't do these jokes anymore yeah. but it's just for my own sanity and stuff and i uh Actually, I, I gave this challenge to myself. I'm not quite sure if I'm up for it, but I wanted to have uh, 20 new minutes for March this month. And oh, God, that's next month now. <laughs> How are you doing with that? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I might have five. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's all. I mean, yeah, because I'm, um, uh, I'm doing a show. Yeah, I'm doing a few shows in Edmonton in March. And mm-hmm. I, I used to live there. So I have a lot of my university friends are going to come out. And at first I joked like, oh, God, they're all going to come out and hear the same jokes I did four years ago. And then I thought wait, why am I thinking like that? Like, that's 100% up to me. But yeah. Like, yeah. there's no, I'm like, I could actually write new jokes. <laughs> what is stopping me? Just my laziness. So I thought, okay, so I'm just, so I've been trying to get out to open mics a little bit more lately mm-hmm. just to, okay, work on some new jokes. I do have a few, finally, some of my life has been updated too. So I, I used to joke about single stuff and uh, I've since, uh, now I'm in a relationship. <laughs> so now I can have some of that stuff. Are you and, writing some relationship stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got stuff about, oh, and he's great. He's totally all like, yeah, make fun of me all you want, which takes the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Matt, I don't know if you know that I, this. I I met him because of my album. Yes. He uh, oh, I was cool. single, so I was very single at my album recording, and uh, very and single. Very single. <laughs> so I was like, hey, well, I would need everybody to know, <laughs> put it out there. Um, so once I released it uh, this past summer, 
um, eventually I was like selling it through my website and it was mostly like friends and family and stuff like that. And, uh, eventually like a stranger, uh, downloaded my web, my album I was like, Oh, okay. Um, Martha, do you know this guy? That's how bad it is. Cause, yeah. Cause, cause everybody in that room was someone we knew. I was yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. And he's like, yeah, I know I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a songwriter with a day job and I just, I really support the arts and I think you're really funny. I'd love to see you again live at some point. And that, that was the like, see me again. Who, 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 who are you? Yeah, what? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's, apparently he'd seen me before. He'd seen me do comedy and stuff. Mm. But then uh, when he found my album, he thought, like, this is a good, uh, this is a finally good in, you know? I can, uh, this is a good way to uh, say what's up. Nine ninety nine, yeah. and yeah. she's all yours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I was like, all you need is a valid credit card. That's why and uh, yeah, so it's, I was thinking like, yeah, so it's not like he heard my album and then is like, who is this woman? I must run out and find her. But no, it was just more of a way of, uh, he's like, he vaguely knew who I was, but uh, that was uh, these. But that's a great story though. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So story. now we have a, now I can do uh, yeah, jokes about him. That's great. That's fun. <laughs> that's and it's fun. a genuine rom-com meet cute. Yeah. <gasps> oh. And, and of course him being like an amateur, you know, like he does music and stuff. We realized we performed at so many of the same stages in Toronto. That's stuff. funny. Like, of course. Yeah. Like, and how similarities, you know, just like the frustrations mm -hmm. of, you know, music, doing music because you love it and yeah. like comedy because you love it. Neither of them really pays the bills. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's been a process. And also Karen mentioned on our website. That's another thing. I have to learn how to rebuild my website. Mm -hmm. Like for me, mm -hmm. I just want to write jokes and tell them. Yeah. But in the nature the of our business and the nature of our business, especially in Canada, is that there is you have to be the master of so many things that you weren't yeah. necessarily built for. Mm -hmm. I um, I have to. I, just, I I've finally arranged and I've downloaded a template, but then I got bogged down by it. So then I just put it off to the side for now. I still haven't finished it because um, I get intimidated. Um, I do voice work as well, mm -hmm. and I built a studio, and now I have to learn. You know, have to learn all this other stuff, and you just want to do your stuff. You don't, but yeah. it makes you a better all-round workable person. But it adds time to projects for me yeah. and frustration. So. I'm glad we're done. That took a while. Oh yeah, so glad it's all over. Yeah, that, that really. My website was embarrassing. Uh, before many years, it was just a, a, a thing I had to have. But it was like there was nothing on it. And yeah, having releasing an album that really made me like, oh crap! Like people are going to come to it. I need to have a, yeah. And I haven't done that yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was a good kick in the behind to like get my at least overhaul my website and make it look and make it look kind of like my album, just tie it all together, I guess. Yeah, but you're you're much more. Uh, technically inclined than me. Absolutely. Oh, and Karen designed my um, uh, album cover too. Yeah. Karen's cool. a graphic designer. That was my yeah. That was my background. Old life. Yeah. And uh, so it was really, really was a you know a little family affair getting this all done. <laughs> now, how did you both select the, what title to go with? Like oh, what to, yeah. what to draw from to, to go Mine was that. always going to be Fine Big Girl. It's but yeah. one of my oldest. Jokes. I think you even said that like the night of the recording. Like I think I'll know what I'll. Yeah. Be, and I was joking like I don't know what I'm gonna. You know, and I, and it, it, that's a good question because I, I really agonize and that the fact that there are no rules too and I looked at like you know Patton Oswalt's album Werewolves and Lollipops I was like like look at that that makes no sense that he does not mention those words on his album yeah. the the album covers is uh, this crazy illustration of like a horror kind of thing I don't know if there's any like what the meaning is behind it but it's almost like that just shows there's no rules I'm like I can call it whatever I want I can have just I don't know like I don't want to do a self-titled album I it, it just took me a really long time I was thinking of uh like I need I need rules I need guidelines I need somebody to say like oh here's what you should call it like mm. here's what all albums are called or something <laughs> so uh surprised eyebrows is a um it's, it's just a line from one of my jokes it's I guess it's kind of a punchline but just saying it doesn't ruin the joke like a, a lot of my some of my favorite lines are like would ruin the joke like it would spoil the joke yeah. by putting it out there uh, it's not the title of one of my tracks. 
uh, it's not one of the tracks that's even that's uh, like playing on playing on the radio. But I just thought it's uh, I just like that line, surprised eyebrows, just kind of encompassed my just general awkwardness and uncomfortable. And I found like and I got a my picture on the album cover is me, <laughs> I guess, having surprised eyebrows. But uh, there were so many other things I like I. Uh, I have a, r- a running joke in mind where I say amen a lot. I do keep doing callbacks mm-hmm. to, to going to Catholic school and saying amen at the end of everything. And again, that's a callback that is not good as a standalone joke. Me, it's like, why did you say amen there? <laughs> but I was thinking, should I, I so that's the, that was the other front run. I thought of maybe calling the, the, the album amen. But then I thought that I think I might project the wrong image. I don't want it. Yeah, you don't want I, the, the Christian right uh, yeah, buying your album. Yeah, showing up in a uh, weird algorithm. And yeah, then yeah. like, or like people are like, oh no, she's just, show oh, she's a, a Christian comic or so, yeah. something like that. Or um, yeah, I don't want to be, and that was a joke I, I was really happy to get rid of. Like, I don't want to be known as the amen person. I don't want that, like, amen to be my merch and everything. So yeah, yeah. if I'm trying to get away from it, don't stick it on the album. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, for the album, because I think every comic has a name for their jokes mm-hmm. yeah. in their notebook. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. Coming up with names for Coming our tracks. Coming up with names for my tracks because they didn't necessarily, yeah, they, they were more like just, um, I can't put what I call it on the track. It just makes, yeah. it's just either too dirty sometimes, and sometimes it's the punchline like yeah. what i call that joke that's yeah the joke yeah so um and when i was first seeing what sirius is running i'm like what joke is that again because i don't call it that in my actual <laughs> world you know mm-hmm. um so that's fascinating but it, we also looked at a lot of other comics uh, album covers mm-hmm. and got some inspiration from that yeah. um yeah it's been a process mm-hmm. yeah it's uh yeah, it's been something well, I, <laughs> I love both of the albums because I, I listened to them as soon as they came out oh, and thank you. then I re-listened to them on my vacation. And I mean like the, the color, uh, I don't want to ruin it, <laughs> but the, the reference to Eaton's and, and yeah, it's just like getting your colors done, getting your yeah, colors yeah. done. Yeah. Like my, my wife just loves that. No, no, that's that, that minutiae. I like that, that kind of stuff, making mm-hmm. references that maybe somebody will get or somebody won't get, mm-hmm. but yeah. adds color to the joke. Yeah. 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 And, and the, the joke from which the title of the album, oh, the surprise comes out, yeah. from the surprise album, <laughs> right. eyebrows. It's just like that that moment where where you said surprise eyebrows. It's just like it's just always like a audible laugh. Oh, and, then, and I, I enjoyed doing. Remember when I first started coming up with that? That would be just just saying, you're just yelling surprise eyebrows. It would always make the comedian in the back of the room start laughing. So yeah. like that was one of the things that like even the comics find. And just, I just, it's such a weird phrase surprise eyebrows so i just yeah. thought if you say that someone like it just definitely shows this is a comedy album yeah this is not power ballads this is not, <laughs> <laughs> you're not a singer it, it's been interesting it, it, trying to explain to their general public our friends and acquaintances what a comedy album is you forget because yeah. they're like okay mm-hmm. and it's like oh yeah they're like hey how's your how's your comedy career going these are like say my actor friends or something and like how's comedy do you have any shows coming up like oh i'm releasing a i'm like yeah but i'm recording an album and they're like of what? Like of, of comedy? <laughs> like that's, and and, uh, and I was like, that's Recipes. why it's like on the you know on the twentieth. Everybody come on down. I want to get people here. And they're like, oh, you're doing it live? Like, yes. Have you heard stand up comedy? Because of course, of course, I realize you're thinking it's a music because you usually record an album in a booth. I'm like, yeah, I'm not just going in and doing voices or making the sound guy laugh. I'm like, no, it's in front of people. That's, and they're like, wow, that's so brave. You're doing it live in front of people. Like that's the only literally with stand. That's the only way you can do it. And like no, I don't. I'm not doing characters. I'm not. Uh, and then releasing it. And nowadays, it's all digital stuff. So it's like, all right, my album's coming out today. And they're like, so what does it mean? It's out. What? Uh, yeah, that and was like, a weird. Are you gonna thing bring a bunch too, of copies yeah. to work to give away? Like, no, no, it's just all digital. And like, but I want to buy a bunch of copies. Like, I mean, you can download it. You really only need to do it once. You don't need. And uh, eventually, I finally um, 
god I, I my parents couldn't hear it so they couldn't figure it out and I was and I went and at one point I was visiting them like okay mom I'll show you on your iPad and I'm like actually I can't figure this out either so <laughs> I finally just realized I got out my old laptop that still had a CD burner on I'm like I'll just burn a few copies so that people from a certain generation can maybe listen to it and I was telling Martha this because you know I guess I was a bit ahead of you in the process and it's like yeah weird people are asking me for CDs but I from what I've learned from everybody it's not worth printing CDs no. like it's yeah and they're like, yeah, even if you get like a small run of 100, the, the per CD cost isn't worth it. You might get rid of five and then they're just going to sit in your closet for forever. So I, yeah. yeah, I burnt a few, I burnt like 20 CDs just for mostly family. And then you're like, I was like, yeah, because my parents can't hear it. And you're like, I never want my dad to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> the harder it is for him to hear this. <laughs> yeah. My cousin out west asked me for an autograph, me to mail her an autograph copy. I'm like, the internet like i don't yeah, understand like it's hard to explain this is a yeah. yeah and she's like my age-ish maybe a little yeah. bit younger but um I'm, she goes well if you ever i said i may print up copies but i just then we we chatted and we realized mm -hmm. it was even download cards yeah i got yeah. the digital download cards and i was advising martha i don't recommend like it hasn't been worth it for me i think i've given out uh like i yeah, the smallest quantity i could get was a hundred and it was something like two or three dollars a card or yeah it was like just under two dollars a card to do and nobody's I, I've start, now I'm just starting to give them out like whatever like and the 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 link the, the it only lasts two years and I think so we're oh, almost a year pressure. into it yeah yeah so I'm like yeah, yeah in theory if I, and I'm like I'm not even doing a lot of shows like where would I give these so now I'm just giving them to people first I was thinking like oh I'll sell these for ten dollars like give me my I'm only, I'm holding on to my precious cards because they're all worth ten dollars each now I'm just like hey you do comedy I'm like yeah here's a card whatever yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's got my face on it look it up somewhere you're probably just gonna stream it anyway well I've learned that. Um, I'm, people are streaming my album, but you don't make any money oh, from gosh, streaming. Yeah. I, I look at my less bank. Less than two dollars on uh, Spotify, I guess. Oh, it's, it's uh, depressing. Uh, yeah, like you make another ten cents, and that's a lot of streams. That's a lot of streams. So it's you get discouraged. Think, nobody's I, listening to this album, but you actually break it down. And there, I mean, it's like then again, I would probably listen for free too. Like I like free stuff on the internet. Like I get it. If you can listen to it for free, why wouldn't you? Yeah, but it's put this whole I, process. I literally sold three now off iTunes. I, I've seen that number show up in the, the DistroKid and other distributors will kind of just give you your numbers. It shows you a few months behind the fact like what your sales are like oh here's what you got on uh, like itunes and uh, google play music you got one yeah i'm not on that you got a good uh, number and i haven't had any from amazon unlimited it seems yeah. to we're not sure what that is but that but was, and i didn't get yeah. anything play from that i don't have oh, anything maybe from it's that, so. still I, coming yeah. i think a lot of people don't realize that you know like i have like google play Mm -hmm. And I pay a subscription, and I figure, yeah, you do. Oh, and I, I'm I, getting yeah. a chunk of money is going. Yeah, it's to going to the artists. Any, I'm like, yeah, artists, I probably got like four or five dollars yeah. for that. It's that way point, it pays better than Spotify. It's point zero 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 one yeah. of a cent. It, it's yeah, it's per yeah. play. And I, I just, so I don't it think adds up if you're, um, you know, your usher like you're or something. Like, yeah, yeah, like you're a yeah, huge recording Taylor artist. Swift is yeah. probably rolling in that mm -hmm. screaming dough, but. But mm -hmm. yeah, most Canadian artists. Yeah, can't and that's why we're so it, grateful for SiriusXM Play because yeah. that's where that's where you're gonna make money. Yeah. Until then, my biggest was just direct album sales for my website, mostly friends and family. And I had like, uh, um, I, I say like I have a I tried the pay what you want model. I say ask mm -hmm. for uh, seven dollars because it's ten at the iTunes store, and then seven, you know, and it's a hundred percent of the proceeds goes to me. You know, you're supporting the artist more here. iTunes isn't taking a cut, so I ask only seven dollars. And of course, everyone rounds it up to ten. You know, because they're like. And, uh, oh, yeah, my boyfriend rounded up to 20, you know, <laughs> I got his attention. Like, oh, what a romantic. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. Actually, quite a few people either round up to 10 or 20. So that was my biggest, um, 
before Sirius XM, that was my biggest thing was just mostly friends and family wanting to yeah. support. And I, I thought the whole like pay what you want is like whenever they do that, I usually try and go lower. <laughs> like, is that just <laughs> like, like oh, suggested donation. Like, okay, so suggested I, is the keyword. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd try. It's like interesting if people want to give you more. So I think I might. So when I have my live show in March, when I'm going out to Edmonton, I'm like that'll be my first time. I'll bring my download cards with me and my few random home, home burnt CDs, and I'm like. I guess like I've never set up tried. a merch this, table. I've never set up a merch table. That's a new table. thing, yeah, for me. Mm. Like I don't have T-shirts or magnets or anything like that. Mm. But I think I'll mention in the show, like, hey, I'm selling albums after the fact, and it'd be nice to be like, hey, and it's all different material from what you just heard tonight. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'll be able to sell that. And I think I might also do uh, like, hey, pay what you want, kind of thing. But yeah. but also like, well, not free. Like you know, minimum five dollars, yeah. but feel free to pay more. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. No, I uh, in my uh, years of doing stand-up, I, I'm always uh, impressed by the people. It's a lot of Americans will do a merch table. They have no problem. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Have less, the opener, uh, the opener will have a merch we, table. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you were headlining this weekend. Did you No one sold merch, your... no. Oh. No. But oh, were you I not had allowed the... or like you... Oh, no. No, there's no problem. But I had nothing. So, I mean, I had what the... What about your album? I had the MC oh, mention yeah, right, it. Oh, to... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they just run off to their computers. <laughs> Presumably. Yeah, hey, I'm sure. the whole age. There's no physical things anymore. We don't have CDs to sell. And you hang around in the bar and you say hi to people, but... Yeah, but some guys made a lot of money. I've seen a lot of guys mm-hmm. make a lot of money on the Yeah, and they say the it's not the, yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's more merch than your actual stand-up set, than what the club paid you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I sold so many t-shirts. And like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. albums or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, Joe Vu has a video series on YouTube where he talks about sort of just the business of comedy. Oh, wow. I didn't know I that. I didn't know that, yeah. but I'm like, he does. He's so up. organized. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. And he's talking about how selling, like, buttons... Mm-hmm. makes him almost as much wow. as his, he gets paid or sometimes more than he gets paid for a gig buttons eh? that's wow. actually not a bad one because yeah, that's I a little thing people... that's low like low cost to produce i guess yeah. something. and low and cost to buy because for... you wouldn't have to charge much on it you know yeah i remember like when comics would put like properly like 10 10 or more years ago properly produced cds with like, like inserts and everything like that Gosh, but nobody buys so CDs more anymore. yeah they would probably like 20 dollars because of how much production goes into yeah. it like Sure, but yeah, buttons, that's good. Or for fridge magnets, that's kind of a nice small thing, like five bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I did. Like, I need um, a catchphrase or something like that. Stick amen on it? I don't know. <laughs> 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 and you can, then if they, they can just give them to a church if you don't. Yeah. I um, was at, I was hosting a, a show for Allison Doors, um, one of her, Howl and Roar. Mm-hmm. She has a great album label. Oh, yeah. Um, and Ian Lynch was recording his album, so I emceed the shows. And I look, I was admired her merch. She has some a great deal of merch, um, mm. but it also intimidated me the idea of all that merch, yeah, like we like mugs and stuff, and, mugs yeah. and magnets, and yeah, um, that's right. And yeah, you mean well, yeah. With after after our festival, you have a huge. I've I, I meant shirts. to bring you a shirt oh, down, yeah. Matthew, and I forgot. <laughs> I will get you it. Oh. I've got a cupboard full of Shedot Festival shirts. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Undated. Our non. Yeah, exactly. Our, our no no longer running festival like oh, yeah. we did it for five years but yeah. it's, uh, it's not a current festival so we have nowhere yeah. to put these shirts anymore. yeah they're in my house uh so yeah we're gonna start I'll, i should give you a bunch to hand out too yeah. <laughs> anyway but um because it is you do end up with a backlog and and it's almost yeah. kind of sad so to look like, at yeah, it so i don't want 300 cds in my closet yeah so, yeah, yeah. And i mean also the thing with merch too is you gotta carry it with you oh, yeah. 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 everywhere like, you yeah, go so like, like if you're on the airplane and, and stuff like that yeah. too yeah like you're flying to like hey i got shows in bc or whatever i gotta bring on my butt this box of shirts or yeah on my cds and also that sort of awkwardness of standing in the bar after oh. with your table <laughs> full of stuff and yeah, like, like hey things, yeah. and then maybe they didn't like you or yeah. maybe your set just went okay and yeah, sp- I have a hard enough time seeing people after my show, even if I'm not selling stuff. Even like, if you oh. had a great set <laughs> yeah, and you're not you're selling like, oh, stuff. God, everyone's going to see me and they're going to feel obligated to say something. Yeah, yeah. I so. love it when comics mention that they're selling merch. They, they Some of them say, like, 
you're not required to buy anything. Come by, say hi. It's okay. You don't have to avoid, like, you don't have to, like, yeah. cast your eyes down as you walk past me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can say hi. I'm not expecting you to buy a shirt. You don't have yeah. to. Yeah. So, uh... Now, you both have toured. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how do you, like, I, I rec- a while ago I spoke with um, Nicola and Rosie Dempsey. Oh, yeah. And Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They um, played the festival. And uh, they, they, have decamped from Canada, returned to the UK, oh, okay. and they're they're very successful there. And one thing they talked about is how much easier it is to tour in the, the UK. UK compared yeah, to Canada. I mean, ge- geographically for yeah. sure, it's yeah. smaller. And, and even in the US, there you can do like a Midwest strip or an yeah. East Coast strip or a West Coast strip. Like population Canada, density. Yeah, I mean, like here you got you got the you got like say a lot of Ontario, and then from here to the next. You got like I guess Winnipeg's the next, you know, like yeah. it's like and Winnipeg's it's not far. Cheap to <laughs> like there's not a lot between these. here and there. Yeah. yeah, and just getting to the places like Winnipeg mm-hmm. and Calgary, you're spending a lot of money. You don't get paid much when you get there. So, mm-hmm. I want to do a UK tour. I keep talking about it um, because I have an Irish passport and I lived mm-hmm. in the UK for eight years. And uh, but it's one of those things. It's like starting fresh again too. Like you're you're nobody over there. Yeah. So I really got to commit the time and but, but now joy, my kids are the joy of that is like none of these people have heard this joke before. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> you you don't realize how old this joke is. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well we do have a lot of a lot of Canadian uh friends who are comedians are uh, are living there. Mm-hmm. You know, Alison Smith, Bobby Mayer um, yeah, they seem to have really adapted. Dana well. Alexander. And it seemed, they say London's kind of the gateway to the world. Like once you're there, and then suddenly they're doing shows in South Africa or like Thailand, Estonia. Yeah. Like what? I don't yeah. know how that works. Yeah. We're really sucking our little Canadian rut here because we know that yeah. we can't really do the states that easily, not legally. Yeah, no, that's and the thing then, is uh, I just I, going I, around Canada where uh, again, that showbiz is, uh, is yeah. a smaller deal here. Well, when my kids were younger, it was also made it more complicated to do things right. like big tours and stuff. But now yeah. they're I have no excuse. Um, my kids are grown. My dog is dead. I have nothing to nothing to hold me back but fear and fear was real you know and the, the canadian modesty too you're like nah, yeah i don't want to promote i don't know getting people's faces yeah with yeah comedy yeah <laughs> but when living when i lived in the uk i was i was um always so impressed with how they treated comedians mm-hmm. comedians are celebrities mm-hmm. in the oh, uk yeah. and like well like catherine ryan has Catherine's a wonderful huge. career out there she's from yeah. sarnia but she's uh, she, and she's really she's got a new netflix oh god almost like yeah she's up, like once oh a series yeah so she has a yeah. special pretty regular like every two years or so and, yeah she's you know, huge bobby's on panel shows i was over in the uk i was in ireland and i saw bobby Mayer mm-hmm. on panel shows which yeah. we just don't have here yeah i wish yeah i wish television uh in canada helped promote because there's so much so many funny people mm-hmm. yeah. and it's always so diluted by the time it gets to air whereas the uk they have that freedom there's there's a, a support system a star system for for comedy mm-hmm. there. and it seems like the panel show is like the the foundation of that mm-hmm. yeah because you'll you'll mm-hmm. see these shows and it's got like all these comics on there who are you know they're they're, they're just joe just, comic Joe yeah. Comet, yeah, they're mm-hmm. starting out. They're getting and they're getting national exposure. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a shame, like you know, CTV, CBC. You know, we have these Canadian. Well, CBC is very safe. They got that. Well, that safe seems content. like a pretty cheap uh, show to produce too. Like yeah. just, yeah. you don't need a script. Like hey, just a bunch of people on a panel. It's like, I mean, it, we kind of have the debaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they tried that on that, television, yeah, and I thought that would have been a work. great. Yeah, it's, it was. It just wasn't as funny visually, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I've long wondered. And then um, oh, there's one on CBC. Oh, what's it called? Uh, is it Gavin Crawford? Not Gavin because Crawford. Because News? Because News, yes. Uh, and, that's, and that's just on radio, right? That's just radio, and that's very similar to a yet. panel show. Mm. But it, there's no reason we can't do this on television. No. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I remember um, uh, like like a dozen years ago, there was on uh, much music. There was a video on trial. Like, oh, to me, yes. that was yeah. the introduction yes. for me. Like I was still living in. I don't think I was even in comedy at the time, and I was still in Alberta. And that was how I got to learn about these most you know mostly like Toronto mm-hmm. up and coming comedians and stuff yeah. like and that. And they got some celebrity. Out yeah, that, they got that and yeah. too much for much. That's a, I, that's how I first encountered Deborah DiGiovanni. Oh yeah, with material because mm-hmm. she's on on there commenting. Yeah, yeah. so it was kind it was of like, a panel show. Like yeah. all right, yeah, we got to learn like some sassy Canadian comics that. And I think. And I was a little starstruck when I got to meet them in person. Like, oh my god, I used to watch you on much music. Yeah, and and I, I don't know why that kind of stuff isn't produced more. I mean, there's, I don't know if it's a, I, I just don't understand it because the UK, you go over and there's show after show. There's yeah. have I got news for you? There's uh, never mind the Buzzcocks. There, I don't know if that's these, these ones that just pop my head. There's yeah. so many of them, and they're cheaply produced and fun. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, comedians and Canadians don't really. Uh, we have this low self esteem. Like, it's like we're not uh, funny until the Americans de- deem us are funny. Like, whenever funny. people name like, oh my god, Canada has all this amazing talent, like Mike Myers and uh, yeah. Howie Mandel, all these people who like, well, they left because like they, they, I'm sure they were not famous <laughs> when they were here. And so sometimes they come back on tour like, oh, so and so, they live in L.A. now, like originally from Ottawa, now they're in L.A. Like, like that ooh, are they the better person. now? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I love the. That's why I love the success of uh, Shit's Creek because that mm-hmm. really was a Canadian show. Yeah, even though they really hide, they, they don't put any Canadian references into it. They're like, they but really don't yeah. but it was never uh, built to be an American show too either. It was mm-hmm. like, I mean, you, yeah, you do have Eugene Levy and yeah. Catherine O'Hara. Right, I mean, yeah. that's a leg up. Yeah. But it turned out to be this beautiful gem of yeah. a show. Yeah, it's a great show. And now, suddenly, as it's going off air, it's become huge down the States. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great to see it happening in that direction. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, too, because, like, Hulu... It's like people are realizing, oh, Canada is this market of full of good content mm-hmm. like it's like hulu picked up letter kenny oh mm-hmm. did they oh um, my gosh i didn't think that would translate at all yeah yeah like that is so canadian like, I love unapologetic Canadian. we're not gonna try and dumb it down. we're not watering it down we're gonna yeah, be as, uh, the, we're gonna keep all our swears and our our accents intact it's, it's and it's like just so it's not just canadian it's very specifically yeah. one it's, element of canada yeah. on the border of it's like, very ontario, ontario. Quebec, yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. like it's that one little microcosm mm-hmm. yeah and it's so that that's getting picked that got picked mm-hmm. up oh, that's and cool. like tall boys is getting a little oh good. is getting like, yeah, that's like is a baroness von sketch baroness mm-hmm. von sketch they're on well. hulu i think as well yeah mm-hmm. and, and 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 netflix actually and oh yes yeah, netflix yeah, you're netflix. right you're right um and yeah and i mean working moms on netflix working moms yeah and like yeah. so it, it it's funny like americans appreciate canadian comedy and like Kim's Convenience, I hope. Like, yes. I know they're all very yeah. Toronto shows, so sorry, rest of Canada. <laughs> but they're very, I mean, at least they're not trying to hide the Canadianness of it. They're not hiding that it's Toronto. Yeah. And hopefully this is for uh, uh, content makers, that this is going to prove that we don't have to be neutral. We can be Canadian mm. and still... We can show Canadian money. We can yeah. Yeah. reference yeah. things. It's not, and... we're not some sort of weird alien, you know, subspecies. We're actually just funny people. Yeah. Yeah, like funny is funny regardless of where in the world yeah. it is. Well, like Trailer Park Boys uh, did well doing that kind of Letterkenny Canadiana mm-hmm. kind of that, yeah. and huge, huge. So, yeah, yeah. When you can get Snoop Dogg as a guest star, right, <laughs> right. That's the level. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you both very oh, much God. for coming Thanks on for and letting us talk chatting. about ourselves. Yeah, we really appreciate it, Matthew. You're a <laughs> kind man, and you're doing a great job without that. Chucklehead Jason. <laughs> oh, I love you. Jason. Never mind. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Thanks. Thanks.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.